Good morning, everyone. Today's lesson is from the song that we're going to sing in a few minutes, the song of invitation, number 344, Who is My Door Standing? The scriptural verse that's used in this song is from Revelation chapter 3 and verse 20, which reads, Behold, I stand at the door and knock. If anyone hears my voice and opens the door, I will come in to him and will dine with him and he with me. Of course, this is addressed to the church of Laodicea, and a chapter that is addressing uh, various churches in the book of Revelation. Singing with understanding. Singing is a scripturally authorized way to teach, admonish, and encourage one another. It's words with a message and an acceptable uh, and agreeable format. In the songs that we sing, we present a message or a lesson or an application of scriptures that is written by someone who has gotten a message that they want to convey to others while teaching and admonishing and encouraging one another in these songs. And it's the only way that we all do something at the same time. We ourselves are forced uh, to be taught, admonished, or encouraged as we are forced to listen to the words that we are singing and to draw the message or the meaning out of that song. The song leader is a very, very important person in a worship because the song leader can direct us and the message that he's trying to convey, maybe all the songs that he is leading are songs that present a specific message, such as hope, love, of turning our lives around, whatever that may be. He also can choose to only sing specific verses in a specific song to, again, to bring a message. Music is a very important part of our world. Today, music primarily is a tool for entertainment, sadly to say, even in religious realms. Um, it is a powerful tool for social change. Um, in the 50s, 60s and 70s, and granted it's been going on since man has been able to do music. A lot of the attitudes that we have, a lot of things that we believe, a lot of things we practice were influenced or changed or followed the music that was sung in the coffee houses, the gathering places, or on the airwaves. Many of the songs that we heard, such as Four Dead in Ohio, Fixing to Die a Rag, which were anti-Vietnam War songs, um, Get Together was a love song. Um, 
I Am Woman, Helen Reddy, which is the women's liberation. All of these songs influenced us. Many songs were songs that changed our morality, that made doing things that we should not be doing okay because it made us feel good. Because music is so important, and it is a part of our worship service, we need to know the songs that we are singing. We need to understand the message. And indeed, there are more than one message in some of these songs. So today we're going to look at Who at My Door is Standing, number 344. The scripture itself is addressed to Church of Laodicea, whose faith seemed to be somewhat lukewarm or uh, was in name only. And God was ready. He was there standing at the door, ready to stir them up to do his will. Let's look at the psalm. Verse 1 says, Who at my door is standing, patiently drawing near, entrance within demanding, whose is the voice I hear? There are many standing at our door. When they want to get reelected, we all of a sudden get to see the politicians that we never see any other time. They come to our door. We have different people from different religious groups who come and try to convert us. In my house, I occasionally get the sheriff's office coming to my door because my alarm goes off. Uh, and I have to say, yes, sir, here's my ID. But there's someone else more serious in our door. In Genesis chapter 4, verse 7, and we're dealing with Cain and Abel, God said, if you do well, will you not countenance be lifted up? And if you do not do well, sin is crouching at the door, and it's desire for you, but you must master it. Cain was angry because his sacrifice was not accepted as Abel's. And God was talking to him. Satan is at the door. Satan is at the door and not in scary ways, but in things that are pleasant. Music, the dress, our language, materialism, all of these things for our consumption. He's at a door wanting to get in to take over our lives. So too is God at our door. And this is one of the things this song is saying. God is at door to connect with us as he was trying to connect with the congregation at Laodicea or as he was with the congregation in Philadelphia saying that there would be a door and opportunity to preach the gospel that never would be closed because of their faithfulness. The idea of a door is used as an opportunity also in the Bible of things that we can do. We've heard uh, the door of opportunity is knocking, or you're at the door of opportunity, excuse me. But there are also spiritual doors. In Acts chapter 4, verse 20, uh, 14, verses 27, uh, the apostles came back and related how the door of opportunity had been given to them to preach to the Gentiles, that they now were hearing the good news. 
In 1 Corinthians chapter 16, verse 9, Paul talked about, in his letter to the Corinthians, how there was an opportunity for him to preach the gospel to other people in the area. Indeed, when we think of doors, we think of many spiritual things, good or bad, uh, that we can come. In this verse, God, or Jesus, is at our door. He's patiently drawing himself to us, although he's not really very far from us. Look at Acts chapter 14, or excuse me, In Acts chapter 17, in his sermon on Mars Hill, talking about people seeking God, and he says they, in verse 27, that they would seek God if perhaps they might grope for him and find him, though he is not far from each of one of us. For in him we live and move and exist, even as some of your own poets have said, we are also his children. God is not far from us. But this message in this song is, is that he's trying to draw near to us. He's demanding entrance into our lives, into our souls. And you and I are used to people demanding uh, to enter into our lives. How many times have we gotten phone calls from Microsoft Somebody calling out of India, saying there's a problem with their computer, let us into your computer. Or recently I just found out that I'm going to inherit about 65,000 pounds. All I have to do is give somebody my bank account. People are trying to enter in. God is wanting to enter into our lives. For the non-Christian to enter and to fix our spiritually broken lives and to mend us. For the Christian to fix the bugs in our lives, to help us to change, to go back to the way that we were or should be. Verse 2, he says, lonely without he staying, lonely with him am I. While I am still delaying, I am condemned to die. Look at 2 Peter chapter 3, verse uh, verse 9. It says, The Lord is not slow about his promise, as one counts slowness, but is patient towards you, not wishing anyone to perish, but to all to come to repentance. This idea, this, uh, this verse here, is that God is out there and he's lonely without us and that's kind of a hard concept to think have you ever thought about or recalled a time that you and someone you loved fought and you were apart maybe with someone you were dating maybe with someone that your, your spouse and how lonely you are how much sadness there was because you were separated. 
this is sort of an idea that I think he's getting, giving to us in this, this verse here that God is lonely without us. And that is really an awesome thought to think that the one that created the world that we live in, the one that knows everything about everyone, knows how things operate, misses me. As unworthy as I am, and as unworthy as some of us think we are, God still wants us. He's, in, he's wanting us to let him in. When I delay, and when we delay in letting God into our lives, we condemn ourselves to die. For one day we will all die. We die spiritually, but one day we will die physically if we delay in letting God into our lives. In verse 3, there is the decision made. Door of my heart, I hasten. Thee I will open wide. Though he rebuke and chasten, he shall with me abide. The writer recognizes, as we all should recognize, that we need God and that we need to turn our life to or turn our back back to God. This is not easy because it requires us to give up something. It requires us to give up wrong relationships. It requires us to give up bad habits. It requires us to make a change in our life. But if we delay in that, the end result is much worse, and that's death. Not just in physical death, but in eternal death. The song echoes Second Peter 3, 9, and that God is patient. He wants to come into our lives. He wants to be part of our lives. He wants to heal our lives heal our souls. If we ignore him, we are doomed to die. But if we hear him, it may not be more pleasant, but in the end, we have the promise of eternal life. In the Gospel of John, Jesus described himself in chapter 10, verse 7, as the door of the sheep. In verse 9 of the same chapter, as a door that if anyone entered through, that he would be saved. He also describes himself in John 14, 6 as the way, the truth, and the life. And only through Christ can we come to God. And only through Christ can we be saved. Who is at your door standing? It's God. He's patient. He wants to come in, but one day he's going to stop knocking. And when he does, it will be too late. If you're subject to the gospel invitation, we encourage you to come forward as we now stand and sing.